I don't know because I'm not there. Ladies and gentlemen, George Wilder Jr. Everybody, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you very much. It is a great day here in the city of Chicago. I hope it's a great day wherever you are in the world. I hope you're feeling fine. I hope you have no health problems. And if there's anybody in your family uh, that is, you know, um, sick or gravely uh, ill, uh, you have the blessings of the George Wilder Jr. Show, and you have the prayers coming at you from the George Wilder Jr. Show, okay? We just hope everybody is okay, everybody's feeling good, but we know that everybody probably is not. There's a lot of people out here who are ailing, and uh, and and that's, you know, um, that's not good, okay? And you have the blessings of the George Wilder Jr. Show, and my show is sending prayers to all of those People out there who are nearly on their deathbeds, you know. Uh, so, uh, and if you know someone who uh, is on their deathbed or they're ailing, you know, in the hospital or somewhere, uh, send them your prayers, okay? Send them your prayers, and we want everybody to <laughs> we want everybody to be good and healthy when they're listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Uh, we want you to be healthy. We want you to be. Um, doing well, but I know a lot of times you know, these things cannot happen. These things don't happen. People get sick, people die. That, that's like um, that should be the um, mantra. I mean, uh, get sick. I was going to do a story, a short story 
maybe a little bit more than just a short story. I was going to write a short story and publish it online called Get, <laughs> get Old, Get Sick, and Die because that's what we do. Uh, that's what happens. You get old, you get sick, you get die. Sometimes you, you're young and you get sick and you die, but the majority of the time it's, you know, get old, get sick, and you die. I was going to do that story, but I changed my mind. I don't know why. I, I just, another idea popped in my head for writing a story. And uh, maybe I'll include some of that in this latest story that I'm doing right now uh, about uh, get old, get sick, and die. But that's a reality for everybody. That's uh, literally what's going on in the world today. People, people die. What can I say? Uh, it, 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 and I don't think actually, I don't think that people should be afraid of dying. I really don't think, because I don't think dying is really that bad. You know, I've had people on the show push anybody, but in reality, I don't really think dying is that bad. Dying may be a happy moment for a lot of people, especially a lot of people who are uh, paining, uh, aching uh, with their pain, who have suffered and who have suffered so much. Maybe dying is, you know, I mean, I, I don't really think it's it's that um, it's it's that bad. I'm not advocating someone go off and die. No, I'm just saying I don't think people should be afraid of dying. I just really don't. I, I just don't think that. Um, I had someone on the show the other day, and she made she made a lot of sense, you know, and she did, she did, and, and folks, believe me, I'm not stupid, I'm not crazy, I'm not, I'm not backwards, I don't have any mental issues. If you listen to the show, you would know that. But but this lady on the show, I can't recall her name. I have to go back and look her up and and find out, and and probably pull the show out. Uh, uh, so people can listen to it again. She was on the show and she was saying, and I was totally agree, agreeing with her because she was making a lot of sense. I'm not a religious freak. I'm not uh, uh, damnation and all this kind of thing. No, 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 no. I'm a little bit leaning toward the atheist side of life. Okay. But she was very, very adamant about what she was saying. And she was, she was saying some of the things that I was saying, do not be afraid to die. Dying could be a good thing. So many people are afraid to die. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. What the hell are you doing on earth? Well, I mean, what are you about? What are you accomplishing? What are you doing with your life? Nothing. What have you accomplished over the years? Zero. You know, but I'm not saying that's a reason for someone to in their life or, or think about dying. I'm just saying in general, generally speaking, I don't think dying is all that bad. I'm not afraid to die. I mean, Hey, if it comes, it comes, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, all the things that I've accumulated over my lifetime, I, I'm not going to take it to the grave with, with me. I'm not going to take these things to the grave with me. When I go to the grave, when I'm dying, I'm going to die all alone. We die all alone. You know, I mean, your materialistic things, your family, your friends, they're going to be all left behind to say, well, he was a good guy or she was a good girl or woman or whatever. Uh, but this lady that was on my show, I really got to dig that show up. I mean, it was just awesome. And I enjoyed having her on because she made a lot of sense, folks. I, 
she made a lot of sense. Uh, one of the things she was saying is that do not be afraid to die. Dying is actually going to cause you to live again. You're going to live again. Uh, you remember when you went to church and, and maybe the preacher told you that your body was just, uh, your your soul was just, uh, your body was just a, just a container of your soul or something to that effect. Um, and she was saying that when you die, it's a probability that you may come back on earth again. You may come, <laughs> you may be reincarnated back here on earth again as a human being. Of course, you're not going to remember anything about dying. You're probably going to think you, maybe you did die. You're going to come back on earth as a human being. It doesn't mean that you're going to be born uh, born in, in someone's body and, and, and someone births you. Uh, I don't know, but uh, she said that you would come back on earth. And I told her, I remember, <laughs> I remember telling her, if I die, I better not come back on earth again because I don't want to repeat this shit again. I don't want to go through all this stuff again. <laughs> if I come back, I better come back as a millionaire and handsome, <laughs> a handsome millionaire. You know, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just joking. <laughs> but she made a lot of fucking sense. She made a lot of sense. And and I will say to people, even if I think, even if she wasn't on the show, and I'm going to pull that show up soon, and I'm going to, uh, it's a podcast now. It's somewhere uh, I'm going to pull it up and I'm going to listen to it myself and I'm, I want you guys to listen to it. I'm going to pull it pull it up sometime, maybe after. <sighs> but um, folks out there, folks, do not be afraid of dying. I mean, do not. I mean, there are so many people who are in their, in their 80s, their 90s, and even in their hundreds, you know, uh, doing well on earth. You know, they don't want to die. You know, because you really don't know what's what's uh, uh, out there. But I, you know, there there were times when people say, "Well, if you die, you're gonna go to heaven. If you die, you're gonna go to hell." I don't know about all of that. I really don't know if there's a heaven or a hell. You know, but I will say, do not be afraid of dying. I'm not afraid of dying, especially if dying is painless. You don't want to. You want to die a painless death. You want to die your legs hurting, your hips hurting, your arms and neck. You know, you, you you've shrunken two feet. <laughs> your old age. You shrink in old age. I mean, you're not gonna be if you um, six feet. I mean, when you get ninety, you're gonna be about I don't know five and a half, five feet or, or lower. Yeah, you do shrink. You do shrink, you know, and you may not shrink that much. And some people get a hump in their backs, you know. So, uh, But being old, being a senior is not bad. It, it It's not what young people um, may think it is. You know, I mean, just because you're 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 up there in age doesn't mean that you're um, on Geritol or something like that, you know. You just have to enjoy your life, whether you're young, old, or middle middle age or whatever. You just have to enjoy your life. You know, you have to enjoy it. 
but you but be aware there's always those folks that's going to come out of the woodworth and try to you know take away your dreams take away your satisfaction a lot of people just stepping on someone who is um who's down and out you know a lot of people enjoy that 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 makes their day to make someone else miserable that makes their day we can't allow that can we can we can we can we can we so don't be afraid of dying, you know, I mean, especially, you know, I mean, I don't think anybody should be afraid of dying. Yet. Yeah, do be afraid of getting shot. Do be afraid of getting stabbed. But uh, do not be afraid of uh, uh, just dying a natural death. I guess that's what I'm talking about, dying a natural death. You know, a lot of times when the autopsies come out, they'll say, well, this person died of common causes this person died of uh, natural causes or something to that effect you want to go out like that you don't want to be shot in the back of the head with a pump shotgun you don't want to go out like that uh no but i get guess what i'm saying is a uh, common causes uh, of death uh, heart attack stroke or diabetes these type of things that that people die from um, you know, and then there's natural causes where people they don't have any of those diseases and they still die. You know, uh, you know. So don't be afraid of dying, but do be afraid of getting shot in the back of the head with a pump shotgun uh, or stabbed. Or try to avoid going out like that. You know what I'm saying? All right, the George Wilder Jr. Show is on the air, and we gonna talk about this. In Syria withdrawal, Trump is withdrawing American troops from Syria. Uh, Trump dis- and he disregards advice from allies and officials because you know why he disregards advice from everybody because he thinks he's smarter than all of us. He thinks he's sm- and he's the dumbest fuck ever, as you've probably seen over the past six or seven months. That, that this guy's been making these erroneous decisions in America. He disregards advice from high-level lawyers, from his own Justice Department, from his own FBI, from his own CIA department, because he thinks he's smarter than those people. And he's fucking not. And we know he's not smarter than the, any of those folks. So he's pulling troops out of Syria. And everybody is saying, don't do that, don't do that. That's, but he's doing it anyway. Why? Because he wants to destroy America. He wants to destroy the fucking world. He and his friend, Russian President Vladimir Putin, they want to take this fucking country down. And Trump is just a puppet of this Russian president. And they're taking America down together. This is why we have to get this fucker out of here. This is why we have to impeach him. The first order of the Democrats when they take over in January should be to impeach this bastard. He will, he's trying to upend democracy. He's trying to uh, take away or destroy the rule of law in this country, America. And he's doing it because he feels that he's smarter than we are. He's smarter than everybody who has uh, 10 or 12 uh, degrees. 
law degrees. Every other he thinks he's smarter, and he's not. He's a businessman, or he's actually he's a failed businessman. Remember, folks, Trump University was a scam. The Trump Charity Foundation was a scam. Uh, uh, Trump businesses were scams, and now they are dissolved. They're, they are no more because they were scams. How is this fucker thinks he's smarter than anybody else? He's the dumbest. You've got people like that. Dumb son of a bitches who think they're smart as hell. They're smarter than you are. And it's nothing you can tell them. It's nothing that they are going to uh, uh, listen to. Because they think they're smarter than you are. They don't even have the first fucking education. But they think they know better than you do. And you've got all kind of fucking university degrees. But these assholes think they – and you have all kinds of experience also on top of those degrees. But then you run into these idiots who don't have as many degrees or any degrees or any – maybe high school diplomas. Who knows? Grade school comp- diplomas. And these assholes think that they're smarter than you are, think you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And this is Donald Trump. This is Donald Trump. He knows he's he, <laughs> he knows he's a dumb son of a bitch. He knows it. His uh, thing is to, to destroy America, take this country down along with Russia. This is what he does. This is what he. This is why he put himself into our White House. This is why he got himself elected. He's got so many investigations under and over his ass. How in the hell fuck? How in the hell does he? Pardon my language. How in the hell does he think he's smarter than we are? Smarter than the people who know? Smarter than the people who will put this shit together? And he's just a lame. And he's just a lame duck. Well, he will be anyway. He's a liar. This man has told over one thousand lies. All right. <laughs> Uh, and it's documented. Seated at the head of his situation room, conference table, I don't know if it's his situation room or if it's America's situation room. Uh, I don't like to call this man president. I really don't because I don't think he's president. He's a fake president. I don't like to call him president. If I'm going to write about Donald Trump, if I'm going to say anything about Donald Trump, I call him Trump. I don't say uh President Trump. And there's a lot of celebrities and a lot of other folks out there who don't like Trump. They, uh, when they uh, are talking about him, they just say Trump. That's all. Even Trump say Trump. This man is an asshole. He's not president. He's a fake president. He's in that office because of Russia and himself himself okay uh donald trump was uh adamant oh this is him this is donald trump i'm quoting american troops must come home from syria because he says it he don't give a fucking reason why he just wants them to come home 
And nobody has disrespect our military more than this jackass Trump. I'm surprised that the military continues to to uh, honor him and treat him as you know as the uh, commander in chief of the United States. He's a piece of shit. That's what he is. He had just announced as much to uh, to a crowd in. Uh, Ohio, okay. The Assembly Military and National uh, Security Advisor told him the move was rash and unwise, so he gave them six months. So he gave them six months. Wow, this guy is a mess. And I'm going to tell you another thing of why Donald Trump is saying um, that uh, American troops must come home from Syria. And I've said this on, on social media. Donald Trump is saying this because it is a distraction. Why do you, this is why he said this in the first place. Donald Trump knows whatever the fuck comes out of his warped mouth is going, to, is going to make the news. It's going to be breaking news all over everywhere. He's the president. He sets the tone. Whatever he says, uh, we have to pay attention to it, even if it's dumb, stupid, and a bunch of lies. And erratic. We pay attention to it. This is why he distracts, distracts, and distracts, and distracts. Michael Corn flipped on him. Said that he was uh, aware of the crimes that they committed because he was in, because Trump is implicated. He distracted. Michael Flynn. It's it's a distraction. That's all it is to get you to. Stop thinking about all of, all of the fucking investigations and the dissolve, dissolvement of his uh, – uh, what, what is it? His uh, charities. Now he wants you to think about this. We're going to take the troops out and not listening to anybody who's saying that Donald Trump, don't do that. Don't do that. I'm, don't do that. I'm going to do it because I'm smart. I'm smarter than everybody. And we know that motherfucker is dumb as a Betsy bug. We know that. He's just out here to fuck up the country. He's out here to, to distract. He should be impeached immediately because uh, democracy, as we know it, is in jeopardy with this fucker. He's nothing but a liar. And you can't trust him. Donald Trump is someone whom, whom you cannot trust. You try trusting him, and he's going to throw you under the bus, even if you give him what he wants, even if you give him what he wants. Okay, on Capitol Hill, even some of Trump's GOP allies are warning of a grave mistake. But he's not listening to anybody because he thinks he's smarter than everybody. Yeah, it's a mistake. And Trump probably in his fucked up mind know, knows that it, it is a mistake. He knows that it's a mistake, but he's going to do it anyway because he wants to take America down. He does not. Trump does not like us. There is no way, no other way to say it. The man does not like America. He doesn't like us. And I've said that for months and months. I mean, I I was saying that before it was really, really 
before people were actually taking notice of Donald Trump and his actions. I was saying it a long time ago that he had a war against the American people, and that's what he has. He does not like America. He doesn't. He doesn't. He knows that the majority of Americans do not like him. So he's a fighter, right? He punches back, right? So therefore, by him punching back, he's saying, fuck it. I'm president. I'm going to destroy this shit. If you guys are going to impeach me, take me down, I'm going to destroy everything in here. Me and Putin, me and my buddy, me and Russia. We're going to destroy America. This is what this asshole is about. This is what it's about. Trump does not like America. And a lot of his actions proves that. He can't stand us. And that's awful. That is really, really awful. Um, totally awful. And we don't like him. But <laughs> I've seen so many um, new uh, cable uh, reporters, journalists, uh, talk shows on television and the radio. And so many of these people, pundits, uh, so many of these people, they, they will be on television uh, at, in some sort of panel where they're talking, giving their view on what the fuck Donald Trump is, has done and said today. And a lot of them will say, most of them will say straight up and straight out that they do not like Donald Trump. I mean, I've seen some some uh, commentators, uh, talkers come on television and they just be so negative about Donald Trump. And in the end, they'll say, well, the reason why I'm so negative is because I just don't like the man. And these these are high, these are not just ordinary people. These are, these are uh, uh, television folks. These are people who are who are on TV and and have high, you know. Uh, I'm trying to say what, what am I saying? Try, they have very important jobs. Put it that way. Very important jobs. You know, they're not post. They're not uh, mailmen or or uh, pizza makers. These people have high level jobs. They hold high level positions in government and out of government. And they're saying that they don't like Donald Trump. They are uh uh they don't hold in. They don't hold it in anymore. I mean there's a lot of people who just don't hold it. I don't hold it in. I don't like Donald Trump. But you know what? Donald Trump doesn't give a fuck if we like him or not. He doesn't care. He just wanna wreck this country. He just wanna tear this country apart. And uh if we don't get him the fuck out of there, he will. Donald Trump is unfit, and I've said this a third, uh, uh, several times. He's unfit. He's unhinged. He's inexperienced. He's a he's mean. He's nasty. He's vile, and he's a crook. From what I what and from what I've been hearing, Donald Trump has been a crook, a thug, a criminal, a con man for over thirty years. 30 years. And I'm wondering, why in the fuck have they caught him? This may be the red herring that get his ass out of our White House. You know, Some people are saying he may not make it to the 2020 election. Some people are saying he will. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, 
I'm thinking he may not make it because too much shit is swirling around him. And it doesn't matter how much he tries to distract us. People aren't going to forget that this man is a fake president. People aren't going to forget that he said that he's a pussy grabber. People are not going to forget those things. They are not going to forget those things. And Donald Trump somehow thinks that we're going to forget all of that. He's got to be crazy. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen, as soon as I... (laughs) We're going to take a musical break here. Uh, We always take a musical break on the George Wilder Jr. show to clear our heads, our thoughts. And then we usually come back after that. We'll be right back. Here's a musical break. As always. Ladies and gentlemen, George Wilder Jr.
monumental week in American politics, and we are not done yet. We start with your exclusive huge interview overnight. This thing came together very quickly late yesterday. Of course, it was a day after Michael Cohen received his three-year prison sentence, which he says was the worst day of his life. And then those attacks from President Trump started early yesterday morning. They continued throughout the day. At some point, Cohen, who wasn't planning to speak out, felt he had to respond. Now, there are some things he can't answer because he's still cooperating with prosecutors, but he directly contradicts President Trump's claims about those hush money payments to porn star Stormy Daniels and playmate Karen McDougal. And as you'll see, he is emotional, remorseful, and determined to tell what he says is the truth about President Trump. Michael, thank you for doing this. George, good to see you. Emotional day in court uh, yesterday, and, and I was struck by that line you had. You said you felt like you have your freedom back. Yes. How does it feel today? like I have my freedom back. Though I have to be honest, it's been very rough you know, to be before the court with my family in attendance, my mother, my father, my wife, my children, my sisters, my brother, my niece, cousins, friends. It was, um, it was a very rough day. And then you wake up today and the president's tweeting from very early uh, in the morning, uh, several different things. What struck me most is his claim that um, you, you agreed to this plea deal for this reason, he said. Those charges were just agreed to him by him in order to embarrass the president and get a much reduced prison sentence. I know which tweets you're talking about. First of all, it's absolutely not true. Um, I did not do it to embarrass the president. He knows the truth. I know the truth. Many people know the truth. Under no circumstances do I want to embarrass the President of the United States of America. The truth is, I told the truth. I took responsibility for my actions. And instead of him taking responsibility for his actions, what does he do? He attacks my family. And after yesterday, again, being before the court and taking the responsibility and receiving a sentence of 36 months, the, the only thing he can do is to tweet about my family. He said in the tweets, he repeated in an interview later on, that basically he says, his claim, uh, you're lying about him to protect your wife, to protect your father. Inaccurate. He knows the truth. I know the truth. Others know the truth. And here is the truth. Trump is a piece of garbage. The people of the United States of America, the people of the world, don't believe what he's saying. The man doesn't tell the truth. And it's sad that I should take responsibility for his dirty deeds. You lie for him for a long time. More than 10 years. Why? Out of loyalty. Out of loyalty to him. I followed a bad path. And hence how we started this conversation. I, I have my freedom, and I will not be the villain, as I told you once before. I will not be the villain of his story. He's saying very clearly that he never directed you to do anything wrong. Is that true? I don't think there's anybody that believes that. First of all, nothing at the Trump Organization was ever done unless it was run through Mr. Trump. He directed me, as I said in my allocution, and I said as well in the plea, he directed me to make the payments. He directed me to become involved in these matters, uh, including the one with McDougal, which was really between him and David Pecker, and then David Pecker's counsel. 
I just reviewed the documents in order to protect him. I gave loyalty to someone who truthfully does not deserve loyalty. He was trying to hide what you were doing, correct? Correct. And he knew it was wrong? Of course. And he was doing that to help his election? He, you have to remember at what point in time that this matter came about, two weeks or so before the election, post the Billy Bush comments. So yes, he was very concerned about how this would affect the election. To help his campaign? To help him and the campaign. You mentioned dirty deeds in your allocution uh, yesterday. When you think about it, when you look back, did you know what you were doing? I'm angry at myself because I knew what I was doing was wrong. I stood up before the world yesterday and I accepted the responsibility for my actions. The actions that I gave to a man who, as I also said in my allocution, I was loyal to. I should not be the only one taking responsibility for his actions. So he's still lying? Yes. Do you know why you were loyal to him at the beginning? No. No. It was a blind loyalty. It was to a man I, I admired, but I, I do not know the answer to it. And I'm angry at myself. My family is disappointed that they have taught me, my mother, father, right from wrong, and I didn't display good judgment. You call it blind loyalty. The prosecutors seem to suggest it was, uh, Southern District prosecutors, I should add, seem to suggest it was not you were being driven by greed and ambition. No, that's inaccurate. But again, I took responsibility for my actions, but I didn't make my money working for Donald Trump. I had made a substantial amount of money years before working for Donald Trump. And anybody who knows me knows that to be the truth. So what do you say to people, and you know, there are a lot of people who would be watching who are going to be thinking, but wait a second, he lied for so long, why should we believe him now? What's the answer to that? What do you mean lied? Lied about what? At the Trump Organization, it's a microcosm of even just the New York real estate market. What do we lie about? It's New York real estate. Yes, it's the greatest product ever created. Is that a lie? Well, but you pleaded guilty to lying to Congress. Yes. So why should we believe you now? Because the special counsel stated emphatically that the information that I gave to them was credible and helpful. There's a substantial amount of information that they possess that corroborates the fact that I am telling the truth. So you're done with the lying? I am done with the lying. I am done being loyal to President Trump. And my first loyalty belongs to my wife, my daughter, my son, and this country. You know, that's what he first said to me back in July. It wasn't on. Federal prosecutors are implicating the President of the United States in two federal crimes during the 2016 presidential campaign. The stunning new memos give us an unprecedented look into the probe and say former attorney Michael Cohen acted, I'm quoting now, at the direction of Donald Trump. When he committed campaign finance violations for hush money payments to adult film star Stormy Daniels and former Playboy model Karen McDougal, but it doesn't stop there. Special counsel Robert Mueller also believes 
the Trump Tower project in Moscow is relevant to Russia's 2016 meddling. And it's not just a matter of Cohen lying about the timeline. All of this happening as Mueller says former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort lied about five major things, including how long he stayed in touch with White House officials after he was indicted. Mueller indicating communication was going on as recently as this year. All right, let's get right to it now. CNN politics reporter Jeremy Herb is on uh, the president being implicated in two federal crimes now. Good to see you. So what more can you tell us? Yeah, that's right, Fred. You know, this was one of the most revealing windows we've had so far into what the Mueller investigation has uncovered. And what's most significant here is that for the first time, the US, prosecutors from the U.S. Attorney's Office in Manhattan said that Trump directed Cohen to commit crimes during the campaign when he asked women and paid women not to speak about the alleged affairs with Trump. Now, the big looming question is, what does this mean for the president? Trump tweeted last night that the filing clears the president, but he is implicated in these crimes that Cohen committed. Now, the DOJ has not accused the president of a crime and has said that, in fact, a sitting president cannot be indicted. But this is certainly a matter that Congress is going to take up once Democrats take back the House next month. Now, in addition to the talk about the women, uh, Friday's filings revealed that new contacts between Michael Cohen and Russians as part of the Trump Tower Moscow project early on in the campaign. And what Mueller did here was he connected the Trump Tower Moscow project, which was pursued in 2015 and into 2016, with questions about Russian election meddling, saying that Trump stood to benefit business-wise had the project gone forward and that discussions were ongoing at the same time that Russia was actively meddling in the election. Now, prosecutors recommended a substantial sentence for Cohen as part of uh, this memo last night after Cohen's attorneys had hoped that he would get no prison time and requested that on their side. Um, Cohen is facing charges of tax fraud, campaign finance violations that are tied to these payments to women, and also lying to Congress about the Trump Tower Moscow project. He's set to be sentenced next month, Fred. All right, Jeremy Herb, thank you so much. Appreciate that. All right, if you ask President Trump, um, he's free and clear. The president tweeting this morning saying this, quote, after two, and, two years and millions of pages of documents and a cost of over $30 million, no collusion. Our White House correspondent Boris Sanchez joining us right now. So, Boris, uh, what else is the White House saying about all of this? Hey there, Fred. Yeah, the White House essentially saying this is no big deal. The president, as you noted earlier today, tweeting out that there is no collusion. However, this isn't Robert Mueller's final report. These are just sentencing documents for his former campaign chairman and his former attorney. Uh, Sarah Sanders put out uh, a statement yesterday, yesterday addressing both of these filings. Uh, here's what she wrote about Michael Cohen's filing. She writes, quote, the government's filings in Mr. Cohen's case tell us nothing that wasn't of already known. Mr. Cohen has repeatedly lied, and as the prosecution has pointed out to the court, Mr. Cohen is no hero. Not included in her statement is an explanation of whether President Trump was aware or not of that Russian national that approached Michael Cohen suggesting that the Russian government could have political synergy with the Trump campaign. She also writes about Paul Manafort, uh, and she writes, quote, the government's filing in Mr. Manafort's case says absolutely nothing about the president. It says even less about collusion and is devoted almost entirely to lobbying-related issues. Once again, the media is trying to create a story where there isn't one. 
Uh, that's certainly not the case, especially considering that it was revealed yesterday that Paul Manafort was having conversations with a senior administration official as recently as May, something that was not addressed in this statement either. Uh, as we noted previously, Jeremy noted the president yesterday tweeted out that these documents clear him. The question of whether he understands that he is individual one in these documents is still out there. Of course, individual one directed Michael Cohen to commit campaign finance violations. We'll get a chance to ask the president that as he departs the White House later today. He's heading to Philadelphia to attend the Army-Navy game, Fred. All right. We, uh, he doesn't usually you know, pass up an opportunity to speak, so we'll see if... Um if you'll do that today. <laughs> All right, Boris Sanchez, thank you so much. All right, joining me right now to discuss a former assistant to Robert Mueller and former federal prosecutor Michael Zeldin and Politico's congressional reporter and CNN political analyst uh, Rachel Bade. Good to see you both. All right, so Michael, you first. You know, the president, you know, has been implicated in now two federal crimes. The president, of course, tweeting out, no collusion, downplaying this. But in your view, how significant are these connections, are these sentencing guidelines, these two crimes now being connected to the president? Well, the Southern District of New York has determined in its pleadings that Michael Cohen committed felonies at the direction of the president, then candidate Trump, and therefore, uh, by inference, the president has likewise committed two crimes. Whether they would ever be prosecuted, by a prosecutor, leave aside whether or not you can indict and prosecute a sitting president, is probably uh, unlikely. These are cases that require a lot of complicated proof about the intent to influence the election. But that all aside, this is what the Southern District of New York says. The president instructed Cohen to violate the law. And there's just no way uh, that that's helpful to anybody. Mm -hmm. and, and Rachel, you know, so his fingerprints, you know, allegedly are, are on it, the president's fingerprints here. But then the president tweeting that this news totally clears him. And we've heard him, you know, in the past, you know, imply that he is above the law, even saying, you know, he could shoot somebody, you know, in Manhattan and nobody, uh, you know, would, would really flinch at that and he would still get elected. So is this the president really realizing that this is very serious or is he you know, dismissing this? Is he naively, you know, dismissing all of this? You know, I bet there's probably a difference in what he, you know, feels privately and says publicly. I mean, mm. very contrary from clearing him, this digs him in uh, several feet deeper. You have not just a former lawyer who has turned on him and who has lied before mm -hmm. saying that Trump directed him to pay off these women, uh, which was illegal given the campaign finance laws, but these are federal prosecutors who are saying that Trump directed it, calling him individual one, directly implicating him. Another thing I would say is, you know, the plot is really thickening when it comes to the whole collusion aspect and question of collusion. You know, Democrats, even on the Hill, had sort of let go of that narrative because there wasn't a lot of proof that something was going on. But these filings, what we saw this week was that Mueller is getting very close to connecting and, and is very much saying there's a connection between Trump having uh, business interests in Moscow and trying to get a Trump Tower built there and approved there and what the Russians were doing in terms of offering this political synergy uh, and then later interfering in our U.S. election. So mm -hmm. he's really building this case right now. I think it's going to be interesting to watch. Obviously, you cannot indict a sitting president. At least there's no precedent for that. It would be very unprecedented if they did. Mm -hmm. So Democrats on the Hill, when they take over, uh, they're going to have to ask themselves, are they going to try to impeach the president? What are they going to do about this? Because it's really probably going to come down to them. 
Hmm. And so, Michael, you know, an example of the interest that uh, the president, the stakes that he has, you know, in Moscow with the development project of this Trump Tower, you know, Moscow. Um, but how do you explain why all the lying? I mean, what do you suppose is at the bottom, you know, of this investigation um, or the focus of this investigation into as to why would there be so much lying? Well, it's a good question. I think fundamentally that Donald Trump, when he was candidate and perhaps even as president, what matters to him most is money and that the Trump Tower Moscow project, according to the prosecutor's documents filed yesterday, he stood to make a lot of money if that project went through. And he was not about to do anything that would interfere with the success of that project. At the same time, he's running for president and it's a bit unseemly to be doing both of those things simultaneously. And I, I think, therefore... But you heard the president say, but if I didn't win, you know, to, to miss out on this opportunity, this business opportunity, he essentially is justifying having these irons in the fire without saying specifically, you know, this Trump Tower Moscow project, but saying, what's the matter with looking into business opportunities while simultaneously running just in case I don't win? Well, there's nothing wrong with it. And had he been transparent during the campaign to say, I'm a businessman, I'm running for president, but I have a business to run. And let me tell you, let me disclose to the American people that I'm pursuing business in Moscow while simultaneously doing this. And if I win, of course, I'll you know, set aside my business, which actually he didn't do. But um, there would be nothing wrong with it. But what the problem is, is that while he was running for president, he claimed not to be doing that, which we now learn from the prosecutor's documents that actually his business was doing. Whether he knew about it has to be proven um, for there to be, you know, criminality or, or, or you know, lack of transparency. But that, That's I think, is what is at the heart indicted. of the lying. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the George Wilder Jr. Show is totally, totally on the air.
breaking news, Trump pulls troops, American troops out of Syria. I think that's a dumbfounded decision. I think it's a, just another distraction away from all the investigations that are up his ass. This is just crazy. And as I was saying earlier, Trump is doing this despite so many telling him not to do that. Don't do that. But Trump thinks he knows better than the uh, military does. Top brass. He thinks he knows much better than the folks who have who have lived it, gone there, been a part of it. This asshole, he doesn't even go there to visit the troops in harm's way. Remember Obama? Even George Bush, when they were presidents, they went to visit the troops in harm's way. Iraq, Iran, Syria, wherever they were in the world, these presidents, they uh, made it their business to go visit the troops, the American troops in harm's way in, in other countries. Not Donald Trump. That asshole said once uh, that the reason why he didn't go visit the troops around the world who were stationed around the world in other countries was because he was afraid he was going to get shot. Hmm. I don't know, folks. I, I really don't know, but he... he uh, uh, that was a dumb statement. That was a dumb move. Uh, of course, we have a dumb president, so it's it's uh, not too um, it's not too it's not like something we don't know about this guy, you know. So uh, anyway, he pulls troops out of Syria because he thinks he knows what's best. A lot of people are saying this is a Russia move, also. He also removed sanctions of two Russian firms. Obviously, Putin gave him instructions. He is a Putin pub- puppet. There is no doubt about that. He, Donald Trump is a Russian spy in the White House. There is no doubt about that. The man is in the pockets of his favorite dictator, Vladimir Putin. This, this is who he loves. This is who he loves, Putin. You know, and I, I still say that I think the. Uh... All right, there is also the approval of importing Russian asbestos, which causes cancer. Donald Trump wants to destroy America. He doesn't like America. He can't stand it. He's doing everything. To, that, to to destroy this country because he feels that he's not going to be president much longer. Whether it's a few months from now or whether it's 2020 when he's voted out of office and he is indicted. He, he and I don't understand. He wants to be reelected, but he's doing so much damage to the country. How the fuck do he, does he really think American people are dumb enough to put his shitty ass back in office? When he's destroying the country by doing shit like this, the man is just backwards and crazy. I mean, he's destroying the country. You can put it. Okay, here is um, Ann Coulter. You know who she is. She's another uh, conservative with whacked out ideas, but 
the only time uh, Ann Coulter gets uh, news is when she says something dumb. She's one of those Republicans who, if they want to, you know, get on the internet or get in the newspapers or the media, they have to say something dumb to get there. She's one of these people. Ann Coulter says Trump may have been scamming voters with wall promise, predicts he will predicts he won't be reelected. Well, I'm predicting that he will not be reelected either. But this doesn't mean that Ann Coulter has seen the light. But this is like so many Americans who is who is reading this. I totally agree with her. I don't think this asshole will be reelected. Wow, Fox News turns on the Oval Office. They know that Trump is not fit to be president. They know this motherfucker's a liar. They know there are some other commentators on Fox News, too, who are criticizing Donald Trump. And Donald Trump is probably saying, whoa, I thought y'all was in my ass. I thought y'all was kissing my ass, you know. But a lot of uh, commentators on Fox News are criticizing, damning Donald Trump. And that's surprising to me. That's surprising to a lot of people because Fox News is a proper propaganda machine for Donald Trump's presidency. It always have been. But they're turning on him, too, because he's the man is just fucking ridiculous. Now, you got some diehard people who are going to stay in Trump's ass, you know, in a positive way, uh, like Lou Dobbs. I mean, I used to listen to Lou Dobbs years ago, and I thought he was a straight-up fellow then. But now he's all the way whacked out on this Fox News shit, uh, all the way up President Donald Trump's ass. I said, President? Oh, I didn't mean to say that. Anyway, yeah, Ann Coulter. Let's see. Now here's some more asshole conservatives who support uh, a shutdown of America. Trump said he wants a shutdown. If he doesn't get money for his wall, he's going to shut the fuck this, this country down. Now, see, when people start missing their paychecks, do you think they're going to uh, reelect this fucker? And if he shuts the government down, uh, Republicans and Democrats will not be getting their paycheck. He's going to lose a lot of votes in, in doing this. And people are telling him not to shut it down, but you get some asshole white supremacists. You got uh, white nationalists. You got Ku Klux Klan. You got all these fucking people out here now who are saying that they want Trump to shut down the government. They're rich probably. They won't, they, they won't miss a, a paycheck like a lot of people will. Uh, and a senator-elect, these people win. They win. Look at, this, look at this shit in Mississippi. This racist woman won. Look at this shit in Georgia. This racist bastard won. This is another racist fuck saying Trump's government shut down. He agrees with the threat. All these racists are winning. Obviously, obviously enough people aren't getting their asses out and vote in some of these small districts, some of these small elections. They're going to wake up. They're going to really wake up and stop putting these hate, hate, ha- this hatred uh, in our government. They're going to have to wake up. 
Okay, Donald Trump really must go to jail for the rest of his life. <laughs> I'm reading that, folks. That's from off Facebook. But I totally agree. I totally – I guess this guy – I don't know for the rest of his life, but um, maybe, yeah, for the rest of his fucking life. What he's done to America, what he's done, the, the, his criminal activities before he even became president should be taken into uh, consideration. This guy should probably hang. No reason he shouldn't be. He is a criminal and a traitor. That's This is what Donald Trump is. And he continues. The thing about Trump, he continues to be a traitor. He doesn't denounce not being a traitor. He doesn't say he loves America. I mean, there's there are many, 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 many people in this country, thousands of people, saying that he's a traitor and that he doesn't love America. Does Trump come out to defend that? No. He doesn't come out and say, I'm not a traitor. He doesn't come out and say, I really do love America. I don't hate America. He doesn't come out to defend himself against what people are saying. So therefore, if he doesn't come out and defend himself, he's what we're saying, that he hates America. He can't stand America. He can't stand America, uh, the people of America. He's, he's Putin's puppy. He's Putin's puppet. He does what Putin tells him to fucking do. Putin wants him to take down America. That's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. He loves power. People say, well, Donald Trump is going to resign. Donald Trump is not going to resign. If he, if he re- resigns, it, it will be a surprise. For me, it will. The reason why I say this, and I've said this several, several times, he loves power. This man loves power. He loves power. And everything that he's touched so far before he became president, he ruined. Bankruptcies all over every fucking where. He ruined. Remember, he stiffed some of, his, some of the people who worked for him. He has illegals working for him, you know, at his Mar-a-Lago resort. And then he goes and deport them, but he's not going to deport the ones who are working for him. This man is a crook, a criminal, (laughs) you name it. He is a criminal, a 30-year criminal, probably longer than that. He's just gotten away with a lot of shit. But as president, all of this shit's coming to light, and he will hang for it. A lot of people really do actually want to see Trump drug out in the middle of the square, put up, (laughs) walking up the steps, walking up the steps to a hangman's rope. This guy deserves it. He deserves it. He's a traitor to our country, and he still is acting like a traitor by pulling the troops out of Syria and giving Syria to the Russians. He's giving Syria to the Russians. This is what Vladimir Putin probably told him to do. And I know he did this. Another reason why he did it is to distract everybody from all the investigations that's running up his fat ass. To distract all the investigations. He will be impeached. The first 
business that the Democrats should do is impeach Trump. Because there is no way they can reconcile any of his shit with non-impeachment. Well, we're not going to impeach him. We're going to see what Mueller has. We've seen what Mueller has. We know what Mueller has. But he will not be indicted because he is a sitting president. Because of what the Justice Department say they have on their books that a sitting president cannot be indicted. I totally agree with that. If he is indicted as president, it will tear this country apart. If Trump is indicted, it will tear this country apart. But maybe that's what has to happen in order for us to get rid of this motherfucker. He is trying to end democracy. He doesn't want us to have the freedoms we have. He wants to he doesn't like the press. How many times has he said that the press is the enemy of the American people? That's total totally BS. He is the enemy of the American people. He is the enemy. Everything that he has done, everything he is doing is for the sake of destroying this country. He's upending everything. He's put, He's he's he doesn't give a fuck about health care. You going to the doctor if you're getting sick. He doesn't give a fuck about your kids and whether they get food stamps to because the mother or father they don't have a job or they're on disability or whatever. He doesn't give a shit about that. The Republicans they don't care. Well, you're not rich, so what? Go somewhere and die. Yeah, I think this guy should go to prison for the rest of his life. He will not resign because I've said I've said this many times. The presidency, the presidency is saving his ass. Being president is saving his ass. He knows it. His lawyers have told him that. I'm pretty sure and he knows it. He knows it. Because if he resigns, he will be indicted. If he loses in 2020, they will hand his ass an indictment. I don't. I. I, I actually don't agree with the, what the Justice Department is saying about a sitting president. I think this guy should be indicted. I think he should be led out of the White House in handcuffs, thousand TV cameras there, so we can see this shit all around the world. Him being led out of the White House in handcuffs and leg irons. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. We're going to take a musical break, another musical break. And uh, we will be, let's see. Okay, I'm hoping hoping we don't have any technical issues here. But we're going to take another musical break. Uh, It's been something. I'm looking at my board here, and I get nothing but Trump on it. We're going to have to do something about that. And the and the uh, yeah, Trump is a he, he's a traitor, treason. He's a he's a terrorist. Uh, the reason why I say he's a terrorist because he has invoked uh, violence at his rallies that has taken place out here on the American streets. People were hurt. Sometimes people died. His tariffs are hurting people, farmers and uh, the auto industry. Uh, he's doing nothing about that. This man is here to destroy this country. There is no doubt about it. He is here to, de- to destroy this country. We'll be right back. 
Yesterday, Donald Trump announced that he was proposing the cancellation of automatic federal pay raises for the roughly 1.8 million people, about 30% of whom are military veterans who were counting on such a raise. In a letter to congressional leaders, Trump made the absurdly laughable claim, given the context of his performance as president, that, quote, we must maintain efforts to put our nation on a fiscally sustainable course and federal agency budgets cannot sustain such increases, unquote. These raises were already approved by the Senate and were set to take effect later this year. Donald Trump is like a broken record, bragging nonstop about the economy going gangbusters and being the best, it's tremendous, the greatest, believe me, but not gangbustery enough to give hard-working middle-class federal employees a scheduled raise. Look, let's put this into actual numbers. This move, while significantly hurting patriotic employees of the federal government, will only save taxpayers approximately $25 billion, 
according to Trump's own estimation. Well, let's put this into perspective. You remember the massive tax cuts for the super rich that were passed in December? You know, the irresponsible tax cuts that even the conservative-leaning Wall Street Journal reports are now causing annual $1 trillion deficits. Yeah, those tax cuts. Well, fiscal genius Donald Trump plans <laughs> to fix the $1,000 billion deficit, annual deficit, by taking $25 billion from hardworking government employees. Super, super smart. Ugh. In other words, when it comes to the fiscal responsibility, Trump set his own house on fire and is now trying to extinguish it by limply tossing one of his cans of Diet Coke on it. He created this problem. He did not inherit it. And now he is quite literally raiding funds promised to middle-income workers to fix it. Not to mention the fact that Trump is still engaging in exorbitantly expensive behaviors that are costing the taxpayers millions. His travel cost alone, including his constant golf trips for his first year in office, exceeded $13 million. The indecency of all of this goes without saying. Hardworking people should not be responsible for propping up the financial interests of powerful corporations and powerful people. But it's also yet another signal of how much contempt Donald Trump and his cronies have for the intelligence of the American people. It's become a consistent and frequent pattern of abjectly stupid claims uttered with no other purpose than to drum up uncritical support from the MAGAbots that eagerly swallow his garbage. Take a look at this monumentally stupid utterance from last night's rally in Indiana. And they want to raid Medicare to pay for socialism. The Democrats want to raid Medicare, one of our socialist programs, to pay for socialism. They want to raid socialism to pay for socialism. Ugh, Jesus. Is anyone surprised that Donald Trump is a feckless dummy? The only people who think <laughs> he's really. some kind of financial wizard are those who are even dumber than he is. Don't worry, if you wait long enough, they're sure to show up in the comments below. We have got to be better than this. Whether Trump is really as stupid as I believe he is, as he makes himself sound when he makes such a claim, or whether this is just a cynical ploy to rely on the reflexive, unthinking tribalism of his supporters, this is all dangerous. Listen, if you have not yet registered to vote, please do so. In the description section of this video, a link to vote.gov will be there, which will give you instructions. Thank you. you. We've got to go. But in the bullshit department, in the bullshit department, a businessman can't hold a candle to a clergyman. Because I got to tell you the truth, folks. I got to tell you the truth. When it comes to bullshit, Big time, major league bullshit. You have to stand in awe, in awe of the all-time champion of false promises and exaggerated claims, religion. No contest, no contest. Religion, religion easily has the greatest bullshit story ever told. Think about it, religion has actually convinced people 
that there's an invisible man living in the sky who watches everything you do every minute of every day. And the invisible man has a special list of 10 things he does not want you to do. And if you do any of these 10 things, he has a special place full of fire and smoke and burning and torture and anguish where he will send you to live and suffer and burn and choke and scream and cry forever and ever till the end of time. But he loves you. He loves you. He loves you and he needs money. He always needs money. He's all-powerful, all-perfect, all-knowing, and all-wise. Somehow, just can't handle money. Religion takes in billions of dollars, they pay no taxes, and they always need a little more. Now, you talk about a good bullshit story. Holy shit. Thank you very much. But I want you to know, I want you to know something. This is sincere. I want you to know, when it comes to believing in God, I really tried. I really, really tried. I tried to believe that there is a God who created each of us in his own image and likeness, loves us very much, and keeps a close eye on things. I really tried to believe that, but I got to tell you, the longer you live, the more you look around, the more you realize something is fucked up. Something is wrong here. War, disease, death, destruction, hunger, filth, poverty, torture, crime, corruption, and the ice capades. <laughs> Something is definitely wrong. This is not good work. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Results like these do not belong on the resume of a supreme being. This is the kind of shit you'd expect from an office temp with a bad attitude. <laughs> it's just between you and me, in between you and me, in any decently run universe, this guy would have been out on his all-powerful ass a long time ago. And by the way, I say this guy because I firmly believe, looking at these results, that if there is a God, it has to be a man. No woman could or would ever fuck things up like this. So, 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 if, if, if there is a God, if there is, I think most reasonable people might agree that he's at least incompetent and maybe, just maybe, doesn't give a shit. Doesn't give a shit, which I admire in a person and which would explain a lot of these bad results. So rather than be just another mindless religious robot, mindlessly and, and aimlessly and blindly believing that all of this is in the hands of some spooky incompetent father figure who doesn't give a shit, I decided to look around for something else to worship, something I could really count on. And immediately, I thought of the sun. Happened like that. Overnight, I became a sun worshiper. Well, not overnight, you can't see the sun at night. But first thing the next morning, I became a sun worshiper. Several reasons. First of all, I can see the sun, okay? <laughs> yeah. Unlike some other gods I could mention, I can actually see the sun. I'm big on that. If I can see something, I don't know, kind of helps the credibility along, you know? 
So every day I can see the sun as it gives me everything I need. Heat, light, food, flowers in the park, reflections on the lake, and occasional skin cancer. But hey, <laughs> at least there are no crucifixions and we're not setting people on fire simply because they don't agree with us. Sun worship is fairly simple. There's no mystery, no miracles, no pageantry, no one asks for money, there are no songs to learn, and we don't have a special building where we all gather once a week to compare clothing. And the best thing, the best thing about the sun, it never tells me I'm unworthy. It doesn't tell me I'm a bad person who needs to be saved. Hadn't said an unkind word. Treats me fine. So, I worship the sun. But, I don't pray to the sun. Know why? I wouldn't presume on our friendship. It's not polite. I've often thought people treat God rather rudely, don't you? Asking you know, trillions and trillions of prayers every day, asking and pleading and begging for favors, do this, give me that, I need a new car, I want a better job. And most of this praying takes place on Sunday, his day off. <laughs> not nice. And it's no way to treat a friend. But people do pray, and they pray for a lot of different things. You know, your sister needs an operation on her crotch. Your, your brother was arrested for defecating in a mall. But most of all, you'd really like to fuck that hot little redhead down at the convenience store. You know, the one with the eye patch and the club foot, huh? Can you pray for that? I think you'd have to. And I say, fine, pray for anything you want. Pray for anything. But what about the divine plan? Remember that? The divine plan. Long time ago, God made a divine plan. Gave it a lot of thought, decided it was a good plan, put it into practice. And for billions and billions of years, the divine plan has been doing just fine. Now you come along and pray for something. Well, suppose the thing you want isn't in God's divine plan. What do you want him to do? Change his plan? Just for you? Doesn't it seem a little arrogant? It's a divine plan. What's the use of being God if every rundown schmuck with a $2 prayer book can come along and fuck up your plan? <laughs> and here's something else, another problem you might have. Suppose your prayers aren't answered. What do you say? Well, it's God's will. Thy will be done. Fine. But if it's God's will and he's going to do what he wants to anyway, why the fuck bother praying in the first place? <laughs> Seems like a big waste of time to me. Couldn't you just skip the praying part and go right to his will? It's all very confusing. So to get around a lot of this, I decided to worship the sun. But, as I said, I don't pray to the sun. You know who I pray to? Joe Pesci. <laughs> Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci.
lay me down before I go to sleep. In a troubled world, I pray the Lord to keep, keep hatred from the mighty and the mighty from the small. 